Okay, well, welcome to ADAPEC 2022 and to our Insights podcast. Thanks for joining this series of podcasts live from the wood stand at ADAPEC 2022. Today, we're traveling deep into the minds of industry experts to gain insights on critical challenges and those facing the energy sector and beyond. My name is Colin Ross, and I'm delighted to be hosting this conversation. And I'm even more delighted to be joined by two brilliant guests as we talk about how we can collaborate to drive this circular economy and how we can recycle plastics to create a more sustainable future. So firstly, I'm joined by Dr. Stefan Picker uh, from OMV, and secondly, for Richard Spires from Wood. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you very you. much for the invitation. Thank you. Um, before we get into our discussion properly, I wonder if you could just briefly introduce yourself. Stefan, shall I come to you first? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for inviting me to this podcast. My name is uh, Stefan Pirka. I'm heading the Chemical Recycling uh, Department and Development Innovation and Technology Group uh, at OMV. I am in the industry for about 30 years, mainly in innovation, technology, R&D, with other companies before I joined uh, OMV in 2019, Ex especially for that topic of chemical recycling. Excellent. Thanks so much. And, Richard. and yeah, Richard Spires, I am the technology development director for Wood. I look after Wood's uh, process technology portfolio and um, I'm looking at research and development, but also some really strong collaborations and how we can take our technologies and pivot them to support the energy transition and circular economy. Excellent. Well, listen, thanks so much for joining us. So we're doing this today on what's a really exciting day for OMV and for Wood. Uh, this morning, we announced the signing of a memorandum of understanding uh, regarding a collaboration between OMV and Wood on your re-oil technology. And so congratulations again for getting that over the line. Um, I really am keen to hear a little bit more about this agreement. Uh, but firstly, before we do that, I kind of want to take a step back because I'm, not, I'm no technical expert here. I'm keen to understand what is re-oil and what does it do and how can this make a difference for the world moving forward? So, Stefan, maybe you could start that for us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, well, Colin, it's, it's simply speaking, it's a, a, a thermal cracking technology, a continuous thermal cracking technology, which gives us the possibility to use polyolefins from the plastic waste to gain hydrocarbons that can be then further processed downstream to gain monomers. And these monomers can then be again polymerized to a, would say, virgin-like uh, material, virgin-like plastic, polyolefins. And the process itself, it's just putting in the polyolefins yeah, from the waste, just melting it, putting it in a, in a cycle, diluting it with a solvent, cracking it, fleshing out the lighter parts and doing the circle a couple of times, and then just introducing more polyolefins that's the whole, the whole uh, miracle at moderate temperatures. Yeah, so cracking is a, a well-known process in the industry, as you know, and it's about 420 to 450 degrees centigrade. So like a pizza, pizza oven, yeah? yeah, a pizza oven that it's uh, uh, that you very well know. So also the, the energy and the, and, the, and the carbon dioxide uh, emissions are much, much lower compared to the fossil routes that we see. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. OK, so we were talking about kids earlier. So I'm going to explain this to my kids. Yes. And we're going to say we're going to take plastic. Yes. We're going to put it in the pizza oven and it's going to come out the other end <laughs> as potential energy. Right. We were able to reprocess it through the the uh, refinery. Right. Correct. Yeah. 
and, and, and Stefan simplifies it and, and, and bearing in mind that Stefan and his team have been working on this for, for quite some time. There's a huge amount of experience within OMV to get to this level. And we've been working with OMV now for a while to understand how we can support them to take this technology and put and support the technology into the market and, and grow it and put it into more places mm -hmm. because you're absolutely right. What we want to do is take the plastics that are used day in, day out and, and make them circular get them to the point that they can be recycled, reused, and are not just throw away. And hopefully uh, the intention is with OMV's core technologies, uh, working with wood and our capabilities, we can help to deliver this technology to as many corners of the world as possible. And, and so help me understand what difference is this gonna make? We were talking earlier, there's 14 million tons of plastic created every day. Mm -hmm. That's obviously a huge challenge for the world. So does this have the potential to, to really make a sustainable impact on, on dealing with that? Mm -hmm. Stefan? Um, if you ask me about the technology, simply speaking, I can tell you, if, it, if, if we don't do that, complementary to what is already existing, you know, there's mechanical recycling existing already, which is a remelting process where you just remelt polyolefins, pure streams, remelt them and make other products out of it. This is existing and we don't compromise this stream. but. For the, for the mixed plastics, for all the streams that go into incineration and into landfill. This is an add-on yeah, and the complementary to what we already have. So this will help to get the resources out of, 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 of landfilling and incineration streams and bring them back into a refinery pet cam operation mm -hmm. that reduces our fossil footprint as well because with every kilogram of polyolefins, that you uh, transform into a, a synthetic crude oil, yeah, you replace you replace one one liter of fossil crude, yeah, and so this is a main uh, I would say um, achievement that we have with this chemical recycling technology. It, it's interesting sitting here because you yeah. guys talk about it as if it's just something simple, <laughs> and I'm like buzzing right because I think when you look at it, and you think this is this is solving real world challenges yes. in an incredible way. Richard, what does it look like to scale this technology? What does it look like to, to bring this to the market in a, in a way that will uh, really impact in, in, the, in the way I'm getting excited about? Well, look, let me take half a step back as well. <laughs> yeah. Plastics are a great material. They're light, they're clean, they're efficient, they're strong, okay? Can you imagine a world where everything you bought, everything you uh, uh, took home with you was wrapped in metal or wood or paper or glass. You know, those are heavy products. They have their place, but plastics is a solution and a product that actually is incredibly important to us. But what's happened over time is plastics are so good, they're so easy that they've become disposable. Take a piece of plastic, use it once, throw it away. That's a message that is changing that is a message that is um, uh, people are developing a new understanding and intention about how they use plastics. What we want to do is take that another step further and actually enable uh, plastics that only maybe have a short lifespan, they're used in a packaging, they're used as a delivery method. Once they are used, we want to be able to take those plastics and ensure that the, the raw material that is within that plastic is effectively 
turned into something that can be used again and becomes a route that people can say, this isn't just disposable, this isn't just something that I just throw away, it has a value. Somebody else can get use out of it. And that's the intention, is to really open a channel that allows plastics to be considered reusable, reusable, and reusable again. Fantastic. Um, this whole concept of circular economy is, is a huge topic. And the reality is that, that it's not going to be an easy one. Mm -hmm. Making that transition over to a, a truly circular economy, technology, investment, government policy, yeah. culture, all of these changes are going to be required and, and at scale, right? Not just in pockets, but globally. Yeah. What do you think we need to do to achieve that strong circular economy for plastics in particular? Stefan. With regard to our technology, look, we started with this development already in 2009. That's a long time ago. And, 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 and it was before my time with OMB. And our inventor, he's screened a lot of technologies that were out there. But seeing that this were very small and, and modular approaches didn't have the right, I would say, physical processes behind that to, to, to turn the, the polyolefins into, into hydrocarbons. So they developed, and OMB developed uh, uh, their own process. And, and this, this is a, a process that takes money, that takes time. But now we have reached a pilot plant that's fully integrated in our refinery, has already more than 17,000 cracking hours as a pilot plant integrated, which is a lot. And then we were showing our management that we can go to the next step, which is our demo plant. And the demo plant will now be is in, in construction already. So you guys know that, yeah, because you were there already. And um, this will be live then in, in 2023 and in parallel, we are deciding already the next step of the industrial size up to 200 kilotons per year. So what you need is you have to scale up. If you're just having R&D facilities all around the world, this will not solve the problem. But we are, we are scaling, we are thinking in, 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 I would say, economies of scale. And so we are really, uh, I would say, com convinced, I would say, that this will be the right way forward, yeah? To bring our customers a solution where they say, look, if they have 100 kilotons, 150 kilotons, whatever, and it can be more or less continuously scaled up and down and fit to the to the purposes. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So this is proven technology, Richard. It's it's one that is we're excited about because it's it's working. What's the next challenge? What do we have to do now? Absolutely proven. OMV has seventeen over seventeen thousand hours of um, real life operational cracking experience putting tons and tons and tons of plastic through their pilot plant and integrating that within a chemical refinery space, demonstrating that what is coming out at the back end of this process can be fed back into the polymer production plants. And, and those polymer production plants can operate and run on that as a feedstock, displacing that crude oil or that hydrocarbon feedstock. Now, Wood and OMV are gonna work very hard together with potential customers with licensees to mm -hmm. uh, bring this product, this technology to the market to help those organizations also offset some of their, their crude. But in order to turn this supply chain into a supply loop mm -hmm. is gonna need an, a number of other parties. Yes. And, and there are a huge number of collaborations that, and, and other organizations that 
that Wood and OMV hope to talk to and hope to bring along. And, and they involve fast-moving consumer good organization, people who are actually, organizations who are actually selling the product, selling the packaging to a customer. And then, of course, we also have to get the plastics back from the consumer in a, uh, uh, so that they can be recycled. So there are a lot of other players to, who are going to be involved to really make this effective. But what we're doing now is what we can control and, and, and we can make a difference. We can make this technology available. We can bring it to the marketplace and we can bring it to the marketplace and prove that it works. Our topic is about collaboration. You talked about it there. Um, it's so important that we work together. And, and that's, by the way, a theme that I think I've seen coming through, whether we're talking about energy security, energy transition, circular economy, this idea of collaboration. It's, we're here, we had, a, we had a great signing ceremony um, on site here, and, and there's a sense of, of collaboration. I'm, I'm keen to just ask the question, you know, what does that look like? How do we make this work? How do we work together differently? Stefan, maybe as, as the one sitting in the, in the operator chair, what does it look like to, to work closely with folks like Wood in order to really achieve incredible things? Uh, look, the whole development of Real was not done by OMB alone. So we had a lot of collaborations. We had universities, institutes, we had a lot of also engineering companies on board as well to come to that stage at the moment. And, and when we were looking for a partner, to, to offer that solution for a, a licensing model. And I mean, the hard part of, of, of working that out starts, it's day one after the MOU yeah, that you have to imagine. So I think when we come back on Friday and Monday next week, we will already have some, some discussions how we define the whole, the whole next six to eight months that we come to the real agreement. And then we hope we will also have the, the same ceremony again. But you guys made, I would say, a very enthusiastic, engaged, and professional uh, um, impression to us from the first day, yeah? compared to your competitors. Yeah? You were there and said, look, you, you were properly prepared, you had a vision, and, 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 and we did it. It was a very hard discussion about the older, would say, hard facts. I spoke to Ken the other day, and he asked me, why did you choose us? And say, the hard facts were playing for you, and the soft facts, like the gut feeling, was also playing for you. And this is the best starting point, I would say. Fantastic. Yes. Richard, anything you would add to, to the kind of sense of collaboration and why that's going to add value? Look, collaborations take work and, and take effort. There are things that are easy to agree on and things we have to talk about and things we have to reach agreement on. Um, but what is really important is the passion for the vision. Yeah? We want to make a change. OMV have made a strategic uh, have made a commitment to their shareholders to make a change to how they do business. We've made a commitment to our shareholders and all of our stakeholders to do business in a certain way and support this energy transition and circular economy and bring our experts to bear to help wherever we can. Those who can make the change need to make the change and we need to and those and we have a huge number of passionate people who really want to make that change and we need to we're bringing those people to the table to these collaborations demonstrating that our teams are really really passionate about achieving these solutions and getting them out there and making them possible it's fantastic a couple of times i've heard this this week that you know it, energy transition circular economy these are critical 
major issues for our world. But who better place than the companies like us here at this conference this week to actually get involved and make real practical uh, tangible solutions that will, that will yeah. design the future. Mm -hmm. yes. So this is one, you talked about passion earlier. I can see your passion. We're really excited about this. Thank you so much for giving us an insight as to what's going on. Wish you all the very best with, for the success of ReOil and everything that will come beyond that. Um, I think that's gonna bring us to a close on our conversation. Um, Richard, thank you for joining us. Stefan, pleasure to be with you again. Thank you very much. Um, at Wood, our curiosity keeps us pushing innovating and making the impossible possible. So thanks very much for everyone online as well for joining us today on this journey. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.